G'day ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another podcast on the Rockstar Sales Show. I'm your host, Francis LaRue, South Africa's number one sales skill development coach. For those guys who are following all of these podcasts and all these messengers, thanks for always tuning in, thanks for listening, and thanks for sharing the amazing feedback that you guys are doing on all my platforms. This week we had an amazing opportunity to build a relationship with one of the biggest real estate brands in the country, and that is Just Property South Africa. I actually spent some time online with over a hundred of the agents speaking about good versus bad questioning styles and how to not get rejected when you're actually speaking to clients or cold calling clients. I've decided to take one of those little clips and put it together and you can listen to actually some amazing advice on if you're going to be better at sales. How to ask the perfect question is probably the most um, highly underused skill that is being developed currently in any market when it comes to sales. Even though this session was recorded live with a real estate company, the principles that we are actually discussing and coaching upon, which is good versus bad questioning, can be applied to any single industry out there. The fundamentals will never change to build the skill of actually selling and closing better. So listen in and get some tips for you to take your business to that next level. So let's start with the basics, okay? Um, Sales at the moment in South Africa and worldwide is the best as well as the worst paying job in the world. So if you're in sales, you're either having a kick-ass paycheck or you're having a horrific paycheck. That's kind of where it is. There's no middle ground currently. So let's start with the basics first. Okay. So the basic I first want to start off with is the reason why we all struggle with sales. Okay. We are human beings. And as a human beings, or as a human, our biggest asset above everything else is we have got the ability to communicate with other people. Okay. That means that we need, we can actually chat and they can chat back and we can understand each other. And that's actually quite a cool thing. And that's what we do as a salesperson. See, when a doctor goes out and a doctor is looking at a tool to actually, you know, he's looking at a stethoscope, he's looking at a scalpel, he's looking at a tool that he's going to use to perform his job to make him an income. But when you ask salespeople, right, what actually is the tool that you are using to make your money? A lot of them don't understand that question. So the fundamental tool that a salesperson needs to be really good at to make good money, no matter which industry he is in, is he has to have the ability to ask amazing questions. See, there's the fundamental flaw that a lot of people don't realize themselves that when you were at school, school taught you how to never be a salesperson. That's what school taught you. And a lot of people don't fully realize that. So the first thing is you need to be good at questions. Now, just remember when you were at school, your whole life, even since birth, you know, your mom or your dad ask you, listen here, Quissy, what color is this? And then Quissy would say, no, it's English. Oh, <laughs> English. It's orange. And then your mom would say, well done, Quissy. And then the teacher would tell you one plus one is, and you would say two and they say, well done, Quissy. And so your whole life has actually, you've been programmed that when somebody asks you a question that you would give the answer. That's how the brain is programmed. Now, when you are in sales, that is the last thing you want to do. When the customers ask you a question like, uh, tell me quickly, what's the best price? All of us jump because our brain has been programmed to answer these questions with information, right? And that is actually where you actually lose yourself. 
Because once you answer the question to a client, you fundamentally lose the negotiation between the two. He's already won, he's got all the information. So what I'm gonna do from my side is I'm gonna teach you that when a customer is giving you information, how to actually turn that around and get that customer to be negotiated to a stage where he actually have to invest with you. So fundamentally, you've got to understand, if questions is the most important thing in the world. Now, a lot of guys out there are, are coaching um, open versus closed ended questions. But the problem with those is I also studied those when I was 19 years old. I used it till about 22, 23 years old. And then I realized, man, I'm still getting rejected. If they say open and closed ended questions are so good, why am I getting rejected? And I started studying those questions and I realized that it's fundamentally the principle is wrong of how to ask the questions. So I have rewritten this. And today I'm going to share that with you. And this is probably one of the most basic fundamentals of my business and why I've actually built out South African companies around 54,000 salespeople. That's from teaching them the correct question. So I want you, if you have a pen and paper, right? got a piece of paper, write it down. I want you to write on the first page. Okay, little draw a line down the middle. I want you to write good questions on the one and I want you to write bad questions on the other side of the page. I'm gonna give you like 30 seconds to do that quickly. Grab a piece of pen and paper. I want you to have good questions on the one, bad questions on the other one. If you are uh, not that hot and admin, don't worry, we've got a kick-ass manual. We'll mail it to you afterwards. But I always say, if you understand something once, you'll easily learn it, you'll have to study it again. Uh, luckily, you do get a manual for this, but I want you to do good questions, bad questions. Okay, so let's start with some bad questions. The reason why a lot of agents are getting rejected is because when they ask a question, the question gives the client options. The options are negative or positive. So let me explain. The first bad word that you can never use, there's seven of them. The first bad word you can never actually use in sales is the word can. Okay, it's the first bad word you can ever use. So how many agents are asking questions like, hey, can I see you this afternoon? You know, can I bring a client around? Can I list your house? Can I do evaluation for you? Can I this, can I that? And the client now, if you ask that question, I've got two, he's got two choices. Choice A is yes, and choice two is no. Which means if you ask a question starting with can, no? Are they? Can I see you this afternoon? Can I do a violation for you? The client can say yes or no. Now, 50% of that is going to reject you. The first word you need to eliminate is the word can. Second word, will. Okay. Uh, will you guys be at home this afternoon? You know, will you guys be interested in a free evaluation? Will you guys like to go and check out this house? Uh, will you guys be able to put an offer? That word automatically, the client can answer yes. Or no your style of negotiation then is giving all the control over to your client and what he's doing is he's negotiating you back because don't be under a misconception all people can negotiate so your client is also trying to negotiate you to save money third one is do do you want to go do you guys um want a free evaluation do you guys want to see me tomorrow night do you want me to list your house do you want me to sell your house do you want me to take you somewhere do you once again the client's options are yes or no okay would you guys like a free evaluation would you guys like me to show your house would you guys like to put an offer the client's choices are yes or no so if you are writing these down under bad words 
there should be something you're seeing at the moment. Every single question that ends with a yes or a no is a bad question. I know a lot of people are coaching you to say, get five yeses, get seven yeses. But seven yeses can be seven no's also. And people don't understand. It's an old way of principle of selling. It's not how it's supposed to be done. That's why real estate agents and agents in every single industry is getting rejected. Because what they're doing is they're trying to get that yeses. But the client is also going to try to negotiate and he's just going to give you no's because he doesn't want to show you that he's interested in your product. Okay, so that's a fundamental. So it's can, will, do, would, could, is. Um, is is another one, you know. Uh, is it okay if I come around later? Is it fine if uh, uh, we put it on this website? Um, is it okay if I come out and do a show house? Once again, the client's asking yes or no, bad question. Now ask yourself this question. How many of these are you actually using on a daily basis? How many times are you picking up the phone and say, Father, you know, uh, my another one is R. Are you guys at home this afternoon? Are you guys interested in an evaluation? Are you guys interested in putting an offer? The client can answer yes or no. So it means he's fundamentally have got the permission now to negotiate you back. So that is one of the, the key things that I'm trying to teach salespeople. If you're going to ask the wrong question, you're definitely going to get the wrong answer. No matter how well you're prepared, no matter how amazing the property is, no matter you know how well dressed or spoken you are, if you're going to give the client an option to negotiate you back, he's going to use his no answer because at the end of the, of the demonstration or the end of the whole proceeding, he wants to negotiate your price down. I'm a, I'm a different kind of coach because I am a salesperson, so I can graft. If you've ever been in my class, I know how to close. I think that's one of the, the key things that goes through all my training is I'm a salesperson first, then I'm a business owner entrepreneur, and then I'm a coach. So as a salesperson, the only way to fix your flaws, no matter what your age are, no matter if you want to fix your flaws, you've got to admit, hey, I'm doing something wrong. It is impossible to coach people that don't want to be coached. It's impossible to help people. I'm really good at social media. But I get people in from outside to coach me better on social media. I'm really good in printing, but I've got people that print for me. So you might be really good at sales, but every tip that you learn, every technique that you start to master better increases at sales. It's not your knowledge about the You literally, with closing skills and good questioning, you need to know 20% of your property. And let's be, be honest with each other. If you're listing a house and you've got 10 houses in your books, you know 10% of that house. You don't know 100% of the house. You don't know all the history. You don't know all the marketing about the house, how it's been built. You know about 10, 20%. That's all you need if you're really good at information because it's not what you know about the product that makes the sales. It's what you know about your potential client that's going to make your sales. Questions are very important because actually it transfers information. Okay, knowledge is power. The guy with the most knowledge usually wins. So if I'm standing there and I'm actually selling real estate and I'm telling this customer everything, it's a three bedroom, five bathroom, you know, it's been built in this year. If I'm giving him all this information, he's getting power. What I need to start doing is pull information out of him. And I'm going to talk about that right now. Pull information out of him because if I have more information, I've got some bullets to negotiate this guy and hunt that big elephant. If you want to be good at sales, okay, forget everything you've ever been taught about sales. That is my first rule I tell all my clients. Okay, 
I will tell them, forget everything you've been It's not about your knowledge about the industry. It's not about that. Okay, that helps a bit. That that helps a bit. It helps 20%. It's about how much information you can pull from the client that's going to make or break yourself. So bad questions, we're trying to eliminate those because we're giving the customer permission to negotiate us back. Okay, second part, good questions. Okay, now every single bad question has got a good side to it and every single good question has got a bad side to it. So fundamentally, there's five words that's going to rock your world. So second one is when a customer is giving me objection, when a customer is giving me um, questions, the first thing that my brain is going towards not answers anymore. Previously, I've been programmed when I was younger that when a customer asks me a price, I'll give them the price. When they ask them ask me how long it's been in the market, I'll tell them because information, I want to give him information to satisfy his need. But the problem is if, he's, if I satisfy his needs, he's going to leave. So let's say the customer asks me, you know, a normal question. Tell me quickly, what's the best price the client will actually accept for this real, for this, this property? The first thing I'm going to say to him is let's put in a price and then we'll take it to the customer. I'm going to say, cool. What price are you going to put in today? See, automatically by asking that question, you're putting a what question, you're putting that pressure back on a client. Now, that is fundamentally very important for all salespeople for two reasons. First of all, it gives you five seconds to think of a better comeback. So when a customer is um, is saying to myself, oh, yeah, Francho, yeah, this, this color, this walls, nah, I'm not liking this. So instead of saying something like, because now you're under pressure, right? So now you've got to give the, you know, the Hail Mary pass to make him close this deal. So instead of saying like, we can paint it or something like that, I'll say, cool, what color are you going to paint it when you move in? See, all of a sudden by asking a what question, I'm putting that pressure back on him. He's now got to think of a better answer. And what I have is I've got five minutes or five seconds to think of a better comeback. So first one is what? Second one is who. So a lot of agents um, will say, uh, listen, um, are you guys at home at five o'clock this evening? Okay, uh, are you available? So instead of saying, are you available, where the customer have got a yes, no choice, once again, he's negotiating or he's negotiating back, I would say, tell me quickly, who is at home at five o'clock this afternoon? You or your husband? Or you or your wife? Because I'm asking a who question, that customer have to give me information they've got to think which also gives me a time to think of a better comeback and a better way to negotiate in the whole time okay so the first one is what second one is who third one is where where is a good question so as you can see bad questions actually create yeses and no's that's what a bad question creates good questions actually create information and knowledge is power so I'm constantly trying to pull information from my client because I want to use that information later against him. That is my mindset. Okay, so good questions, bad questions. So who, what, where, okay, where, okay. One of my favorite closing questions to ask in real estate is very simple. Once they tell me, oh man, I like this bride room. I like this garden. I like this kitchen. The first thing I say is awesome. Where would you like to sign for your OTP? On the boot of my car? Or would you like to do it at the kitchen table? Where is such a good question to ask? Or one of the cool things that I also try to do is I always tell real estate agents, for some reason, real estate agents think that when a customer walks into a property, they all of a sudden become blind. Uh, for some reason, they become Ray Charles. They walk around, they know nothing. 
because real estate agents are walking around houses like this is the bedroom this is the bathroom they start pointing at rooms like that person have got no clue how a house works and i don't know why they do this so if you go into the backyard and say instead of walking in the backyard and say this is the backyard you know you've got your pool there your bridal there what is a very good way to get your client to invest or your client to actually get involved in the property is by asking a weird question Typically, where would you like to put your dog's kennel? Where would you like to put your bed? Where would you like to put your couch? As soon as the client answers that question, he is hooked. It is one of the easiest way to get the client to sell himself. If you walk in and say, you know, you can put your TV over there, your lounge over there, you can put your bra over there, you can put your you can put your cars over there. I never tell a customer how to dress his house. I ask him to explain it to me because if he's explaining it to me, he's mentally buying into the product. Where is such a good question? So if you can have the opportunity to negotiate a client, you've got to negotiate them well with good words, good ways of actually negotiating and getting them actually to invest in your product or services. So who, what, where, how? Okay, I love the word how, especially when people give me stuff like, oh yeah, bro, the market is bad at the moment. Okay. Now the first thing I do is I don't start giving information. I don't say, oh man, no, it's not. No, it's, it's turning around. You know, it's a good time to invest. I don't want to give information. So if a guy says, listen, the market is tough at the moment. The first question I ask is, how do you know that? How did you get to that conclusion? If somebody gives me a price, no matter what price it is, if they're listing a house with you and it says, oh, well, man, I want uh, 2 million for my property. First thing I say is, how did you get to that price? Why? Because if I get to that price, he's going to give me information. I've got some time to think now and whatever he's going to give me, I'm actually going to ask him questions about that. So I'm going to get him to unravel his own whole um, train of thoughts. So who, what, where, how, and the last thing is why. Well, why do you say that? Why would you not want to do it? So sometimes in real estate, we go to clients thinking that they actually have knowledge about the industry because they're giving us two or three big sentences. But once you start asking good questions, who, what, where, how, and why, they're actually exposing how little they know about real estate. And if you want to be good at becoming negotiations, if you want to be good at negotiating clients and getting them to actually invest your products or services with you, you've got to start unraveling what they know before showing what you know. It's a show and tell business. First show me yours, then I'll show you mine. But never ever give the information first because fundamentally, that's when they negotiate you. And then when they have that information, they usually say this, uh, well, brew, I've got to go think about it. I've got to go sleep about it, pray about it, talk to my financial advisor about it. I've got four more houses to go see. I've got three more agents to go see. They usually give you information like, because you have nothing new to add to their experience. They've just got everything you have and then they're walking away with your, your information and they're using that against you by going to another agent and telling him what you just told him. And ultimately, you are now put in the side in the, in the side burner and then you're like, you know what, Brew, I showed this guy this house. He says he's going to phone me back. And then five years later, you're still waiting for that call. And then you hear, but he bought from another agent. And the reason for that being is because you're asking yes, no questions and giving him vital information that he doesn't even ask for. And that is the fundamental side of actually real estate. And closing in general, if you're closing a car, same story if you're closing golf clubs or i mean i work with a lot of celebrities also in music and stuff 
you never give your information first. That is a fundamental flaw that's being taught currently in 2020 by thousands of companies until I rock up. So I never use information, 20% of the, that's only basically to justify my, my experience. But 20% information, that is needed maybe in a sale. 80% must come from the client. I'll, if he walks away from me, I want to know where did he grow up? I want to know how much money is he going to his bank account? How much is the deposit? Where, who's the other agencies working for? I want to know all this information. I actually want to know from him. I've got to know everything about him and he's got to know like 20% about me. That's very important in negotiations because it's not about you. It's about the client. That's all it's about. If you're thinking that your knowledge about the market or your experience from 20 years counts for anything, it counts for 20% of the sale. 80% is how much you know about that client and how much a client feels valued with you. And if he doesn't feel value, if he doesn't feel that you actually helping him to make the best decision. See, a lot of agents are trying to sell clients. I'm trying to help clients make the best decision. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was a small snippet out of a two hour sales training course. Um, it's so nice talking about these fundamentals and hopefully when you've listened to this whole podcast, you've got a more or less understanding and the understanding should be if you're asking bad questions, right, you're going to get rejected quite a lot. Bad questions ends with yes and no answers. Something that you really need to focus on to eliminate from the way you do anything when it comes to negotiation. Good questions, on the other hand, are the ones that's unlocking information. And that information you can use during the negotiation process to make sure that the customer actually ultimately invests into your product or your services when you're consulting them. If you like this podcast, make sure to send it to family and friends working in sales, working with negotiations constantly. It's going to help everybody. Let's get this message out there and get this fundamental truth about good versus bad questions to everybody so that we can grow paychecks, build our country better and make sure that families become financially free because the skill level of the salesperson have increased tremendously. From my side, guys, thanks for all the support. Thanks for all the thumbs up. It's always nice to hear you guys. And I'm looking forward to doing the next episode you can listen to. From my side, have a kick-ass day. Have a rockstar day. I'm Franz LaRue. Cheers, cheers.